Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted changemaker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hello and welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast. I am beyond excited today to connect with Michelle Soro, who is pretty much the whole reason this podcast even exists. 100%. And she also popped Dawn's podcast, Cherry. Oh, so yeah. That was the first podcast I was a big ever deal. on. Exactly. Yeah. That was scary. It's a little bit less scary now, maybe. <laughs> she, she's an incredible and very impressive and heart-centered mm-hmm. So, Michelle, thank you for being here, first off. Thank you for having me. I just want to hang out. Is this the way that we hang out these days? We just like chat on a podcast? That was like a big part of the driving force towards having a podcast was like, well, we just get to chat with cool people. And it's hard to make the space to just jump on an hour long Zoom catch up call with all the people that you want to talk to. So podcast is an excellent excuse. Oh, for sure. The biggest permission slip for me anyway. Some of the greatest friendships I have in my life started from them being a guest a guest on my show. Didn't know them before they were on. And, you know, it just magic happens when you get to be present and turn all the notifications off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Which... <laughs> no, my, <laughs> my, no, my notifications are off, actually. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I'll actually say that. Yeah. Um, we, so we started working with Michelle and her, her partner in podcasting shine, Jenny Saraswati, I guess almost just over a year ago. And since then, um, Michelle and I haven't met in person, but I mean, honestly, you become one of my very closest friends too. So it's interesting to see how, podcasting, but also just this crazy world we're in, uh, maybe has allowed for a deeper connection with people we wouldn't necessarily ever have connected with if we had been up to olden times ways of living. So yeah, really, really grateful to you and and grateful that you're on today and we can talk about, well, geez, we could talk about so many things, but we only have an hour. So at least we'll definitely keep talking about podcasting and I want to know what, first of all, when you started your podcast and then also how your life shifted from podcasting. That is actually a really great double question. What was it like when I started my podcast? I went in with no desire to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, I wasn't that person who ever thought I would ever be a podcaster, maybe not unlike you two. And uh, I was at a Tony Robbins seminar called Date with Destiny. It was December of 2017. And I went in with one thought, Tony, in my mind, we didn't really chat, but <laughs> we've never chatted. Help me turn my shopping segment that I was doing on this uh, primetime entertainment news show called Extra that's pretty popular here in the States, turn it into a full-time gig. And by day five of that event, I just... I don't know, combo being exhausted and just heart blasted wide open with everything that was real and true. I heard a little voice that dropped me to my knees and it said, TV is not your jam. That's your five-year-old little girl dream. And it was how you knew you would matter in the world. Well, you do. So now it's time to help others uh, step into their potential, start a podcast. Anyway, so then I found Ginny 
who is my podcast partner in Pods and Shine. Thank you for helping me phrase that. And um, and how has my life changed in every possible way? I mean, I think that uh, getting to now facilitate so many others uh, launching their podcasts into the world and knowing what it takes virtually every participant in our program when they come up against their edges, no matter how accomplished or what their resume may say, the edges are real for everyone. And that's what I live for is busting through those limiting beliefs. And so it's just been a remarkable journey. Um, my podcasting, I've met incredible friends like you guys um, because of it, right? Ultimately, and um, incredible business ventures. I've touched a lot of lives as far as they say, and I've met an incredible community because the thing about pods is it's such an intimate, loyal audience space like no other that I've ever experienced. And so depending on where we connect, you know, in certain rooms back in the day, it used to be like a Tony Robbins room or a Jack Canfield room. You'd find each other in real life and it's just deeply special. So um, podcasting has changed my life um, in remarkable ways that I did not anticipate. Mm, Love it. I think like your first podcast story is really similar to my first podcast story because I remember you talking about like how after your first podcast, you like listen to it and you're like, oh my God. And then you call Ginny and you're like, take it off the air. I don't want to do that anymore. And I did the same thing. Our first one went out and I was like, I'm not going to listen to it. Oh, I listened to it. And I hadn't figured out how to make Spotify go faster yet. So I listened to like (laughs) the full hour in a bit. And then I just like laid down on my bed and kind of cried and called Chantel. And I was like, I can't do it. (laughs) Please take me off. Um, if I can't, please, this doesn't work for me. Um, I do not want to be like seen or heard or have ideas in the world. And she's like, Don, you're good. I was like, ah, and, um, it's still, I think difficult. I think so many people have that difficulty. And I, I noticed in the podcast accelerator too, is like the first time you hear your voice or you hear how you speak about things. I don't, I don't listen to this podcast anymore, but sometimes I'll just like pop through halfway and I'm like, Oh God, I said like five times in that sentence. Mm-hmm. Like I really need to work on that. I think a lot of people, It's like a way to experience yourself that you're not used to, but might be closer to the way the rest of the world experiences you, right? Just in a flowing conversation. And yeah, I can understand how lots of people have limiting beliefs come up when they're, when they're launching something like this. Especially when I'm holding up my microphone for those who cannot see this little zoom screen, but especially when the mic is in front of you. And even if you've had experience in the mic or being on set or whatever, kind of like I did for 10 years, it's deeply intimidating because we become this, you know, version of ourselves that we think we're supposed to be like, I'm a podcaster. I need to be perfect. Here's my podcasting voice. And it's so weird. And it's because imposter syndrome gets us all. So I'm with you, girl. Like, yes, I cried and I begged Ginny to take my first episode down. I was comparing my very first podcast episode to Oprah because, you know, that's fair. And... (laughs) Um, and I was like, wait, hold up. This is what Ginny said like two days later. She's like, Oprah wasn't Oprah when she started. Mm-hmm. So what I love about just the whole thing about jumping outside of our comfort zone is that um, it gives us an opportunity to give ourselves a lot more grace to be like really human, you know? And then if we just stick with it, we get stronger and better. And that's mm-hmm. just the reality. Yeah, that's what I'm really loving about the podcast is actually freedom to be imperfect And to just be real and to have a conversation and for that to unfold in an organic way and, and other people are listening to that and that's cool. And they'll, you know, take what resonates and leave what doesn't, but they'll know us on a whole other level that the copy in the emails or the ads or the social media posts that we've like worked over and edited and perfected and optimized for conversions. Like you don't quite ever get that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's almost a permission slip to be free. Be free. (laughs) Be yourself. Just talk. Yeah. I love that Shanti. And it's like the same thing for me. And Dawn knows this. It is, it is so difficult for me to write anything, even just a quick email around my latest podcast episode. And I'm like, Ah, because when I have a chance to second guess myself or go in and edit, oh my God, it could take me four hours to write two paragraphs. 
But yeah. yet I'm up on the mic and never even really think about it. I mean, I might second guess myself after it's out and be like, you did not just share that with the world. Yeah. Um, I've been experiencing that a lot lately as I've been getting much more honest and completely real on my own show, which will happen with you guys even more, right? The veil just can, it's just like layers. And next thing you know, you're like, oh, I actually did share that. Wow. <laughs> But that's such a liberated feeling to just be fully yourself. Mm. Mm. It's the only way. And to me, that feels like a turning point in the online business world. And Don and I have talked about this lots in that there are thousands upon thousands of life coaches and <laughs> health coaches and even podcasts, right? Yes. How do you set yourself apart? The only way is to fully and completely be yourself and be okay with not everyone digging you. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Because we've been so indoctrinated over the past, you know, 10 to 15 years with what we put out on social, Mm. whether it's just a curated post or a story with a perfect filter and a nice little gif, or of course, crafted emails. And so there's been this sort of version of ourselves that's not necessarily real and true. And so when we allow ourselves to be really human, I I find that it opens up even more of that magnetic connection to the right tribe. Yes. Now, I've been experiencing that the past six months anyway. I mean, Ah. talk about being free. It's like when you really expose what you're truly feeling on the interior the light shines brightly, right? And and those souls find one another. And so while it may not be for everyone, it's for the right ones. And that's an important thing to remember, especially for aspiring podcasters. You're never going to appeal to everyone. Nobody does, right? The biggest podcast in the world right now is Joe Rogan's, um, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast on Spotify. He's getting minimum 11 million downloads per episode. And yet I know people who think, he is the most dangerous criminal. Oh my God. Biggest spreader of misinformation. You know, <laughs> listen to each their own, but it's like even the biggest podcaster in the world is not everyone's cup of tea. And so we just have to remember, and Oprah, as an example, right. I know a lot of people that are like, I could care less about Oprah. So, you know, we just, you just yeah. stay in our own lane and trust mm. that we'll attract the right tribe. Mm. I love that Joe Rogan example. Personally, I love Joe Rogan. Me too. I thought it was hilarious the other day, the CBC, which is like the government funded, basically the Ministry of Truth in Canada. They put out a list of things they wish would go away from 2021. And what was in the number one spot? (laughs) Joe Rogan. No. (laughs) You know what's so cool about that? Guess what it did? It caused a lot of people to get curious about Joe Rogan. They don't understand what they're doing is having the opposite effect. People are like, what is mass psychosis as an example, right? Because we've been talking about it with Dr. Robert Malone, who invented, you know, mRNA um, gene therapy. Well, he was one of the chief architects, et cetera. So it's just so interesting. But again, it's like, Joe's just going with it. Mm Mm-hmm. I call him, but yeah. <laughs> his, his advice, his advice, and he has said this so many times, is like, don't read the comments. I love that. I resonate with. It's, um, it sounds so much easier. It's easier said than done, though. Let's be clear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But you look at the comments on his stuff, and it's like, whoa. Yeah. Take your own advice. <laughs> but yet his show is growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's one of the most important, I think, uh, I would call him a soldier in this uh, very interesting mm. multidimensional war that we currently find ourselves in around the world. And so I just bow to that man for being so fucking brave. Can we pass on this thing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Good. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, good. Anyway, I know we're talking, but you know what? How interesting. I didn't know we'd go down that road, but it's so perfect because it's the power of a podcast platform, which is one of the few places, if not last frontiers on the planet where we have the right to free speech. Yeah. Can we talk more about that? Yeah. I would love to explore the intersection between you have this amazing podcast and you in the last I don't know, six months, year have had like profound awakening and are really sharing your truth 
in what feels like such an authentic and unfiltered way. And you mentioned you have attracted this kind of whole different tribe that really aligns with that. And how has that influenced where you're headed in your business, how you think about podcasts? I know that's like a lot of questions wrapped in one. But But it's a really good question. And I appreciate being asked. And it has been a profound awakening. I used to call it an abrupt, an acute, <laughs> brutal. And I was like, what actually could encapsulate what I have gone through that pretty much all of us have gone through for even somewhat conscious this past two years? Profound. Thank you for saying that. That's what it is, wordsmith. So it was scary AF to come out of the closet on my podcast in that way. But honestly, there, there, there became a tipping point that I knew I might get emotional, that if I didn't, I was a coward. That's just how, and I was like, wait, wait, hold up. Like, I was like trying to talk to my divine team upstairs, you know, and I'm like, that's not fair, you know, but it was just the call. I got the call and, and I was like, okay, I'm not, you know, we all might feel it in our own way, having dialogues with certain people in our community or shouting it from the social media rooftops or wherever we feel called to just put our stake in the ground and be like, this is what I stand for. Right. And so I have so many friends and you guys have, have also done it. And I really want to honor that too. And of course we're here together talking about this. So as I shifted the direction of my podcast, which by the way, I didn't know would that impact my partnership with Jenny, that team, my podcast, and them producing it my business with them as, you know, co-founders of the podcast accelerator. What about all my other programs? What about the coaches that I hired last year that I invested almost $60,000 to learn under, and they were not the right guides by July. I realized like they're telling me to never, ever speak out or I will annihilate my entire business forever. Mm. That does not feel right. And so I had to make really big, bold decisions along the way that were just an honoring and a resonance of the call. And um, whew, it hasn't been easy. There's moments where I'm in the fetal position crying, but for the most part, by now I've really smoothed out because I faced the hardest, deepest, darkest parts. I faced mortality. I literally had to look my demons, our shadows, the dark moments in the eye and learn how to transcend with the light that we all have from within. And that sounds really intense, but that was my experience. And in fact, a lot of people are experiencing something really similar if they're willing to not anesthetize. Um, and we all do that in our various ways, right? Where it's endless social scrolling or scrolling or drinking or eating or sexing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is I don't really know what's going to happen with anything in the future. What I've come to realize is all I know is this now moment is good. That's it. So like, even like, for example, normally my launches, I'm an online, you know, coach and trainer and entrepreneur like you guys, normally my launches are planned out for a full year. I got until March planned out. That's it. And and that's what feels really good and aligned. And so the podcast accelerator, I'm so passionate. It still fits with my evolving purpose, which is to empower people to be seen and heard and to use their voice. And um, that's actually more important now than ever. Mm. And uh, and Jenny's been an incredible friend and partner along the journey. And uh, her team is incredible. And then, you know, some other things are kind of popping up, but I don't know what will really stick. I'm just kind of going by the moment. And not trying to like trip out on what the future holds, because I don't know. None of us know. And so I find that so empowering. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's easier for me. I'm not, you know, a mom with a big family and a husband. And I get all that, too. But at the same time, I think deep down, you know, we would all like to feel a little bit more empowered about, oh, don't freak out over the future. You know, somehow, some way, everything is going to be okay. And we have to create an optimistic, you know, end in sight and start living that way, like with a reverse engineering. So anyway, that was a long, long, long answer. I'm not even sure I even covered the, the question, but I think I did. Bottom line is I have no idea. And I love living in this uncertainty because that's what we're being asked to do. Mm-hmm. Because within that, we find our strength and our fire and our sovereignty. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I admire you so much too for, mm-hmm. I mean, it's very intimidating to be in a coaching relationship with someone that you respect and admire and have invested a lot of money into working with. And then for them to tell you like, no, 
don't talk about that thing that you're really passionate about. Well, and he had spoken about it with me uh, privately on the phone and he was like, move out of LA, move to a small city and do me, do yourself a favor and never, ever speak about this publicly because you will, in his own words, annihilate your business. And, and I remember thinking, right, right, right. That's, that's it. And keep my phone on airplane mode and be really, you know, like, like everything's on signal. And I just lived in constant fucking fear and paranoia. And so I don't judge him for making that decision. That's his choice. This time is teaching us. It's back to the matrix days, right? It's all choice. We get to choose where we focus, where we put our attention, what we believe is real, what we don't believe, the fear, not like um, where we want to plug in and where we don't. And so I don't judge him for what he said. That's what he's doing. But what I realized over a few months is I want to work under someone where it's complete and utter freedom. And then I found those coaches, you know, several months later. So, you know, it's just amazing when you get clear on what you need and what you want. I don't know. The universe ends up providing. Yeah. Right, Dawn? Didn't we talk about this? It's true. What do you I, want for 2022? Uh, <laughs> I never did that assignment, <laughs> but that was a beautiful assignment. I got to listen to that signal, signal message again. Yeah. I think, though, I want to touch on something you spoke about, which is like, only having till March planned because who the F knows what's going to happen even by that time. And I Mm -hmm. think that this time that we're in, if there's anything you can do to make you feel more comfortable with like not knowing what's about to happen next, it can be so worthwhile. I've been hanging out with like an 18 year old a little bit recently and just like I kind of figured, but it really opened my eyes. I can't imagine having graduated last year and being like, do I go to university? Well, it's all like online anyway, or am I like, how do I even create a future for myself in this world where like one day, this is what you're allowed to do. And the next day, this is what you're allowed to do. And yeah, I kind of don't like how like the podcasting is so a part of that world of like something you are able to do because it is online and it's like not it is it's like gathering but in like a safe way or something and and what I mean by that what I mean by I don't like it is is I don't like that that's the option right like I, I would love for there to be more options for everyone and especially like the youth it feels like the world is so crazy and so hard and even if it hadn't been for the pandemic it already would have been that way but then you add in these last couple of years of just actual trauma and if there's anything that lights you up and makes you feel like you have some control, some sovereignty and some freedom, man, I think that you're right in, in going for it and, and in speaking your truth. And it's okay to be afraid too. And it's okay to be quiet if that's how you want to be. The way I'm doing it is I've started leaving messages on politicians' voicemail. So I won't go into it, but like, that's how I'm like, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Yeah, I'll just call them. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it's helping Love the it. business or not, but I, I feel like, yeah, it could be, it's an interesting time to be even just a coach or an entrepreneur at all. And, and to know how to like move the needle forward or what the needle is, how it's floating, what's it made of, like, is, are the poles shifting? Like, is the compass going in a different direction? Oh, I think that the needle is actually held up in a cargo ship <laughs> we've got a three-month wait period for the <laughs> it's impossible to plan much further than a few months but I kind of like that like and if I were your 18 year old friend I'd be like maybe I'll just like figure out how to like work for myself right because at 18 what is your overhead really and by 28 you know, forget the overpriced university debt that you're going to be in for the next 20 years. Like, I don't know, Dawn, getting getting that person's ear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's uh, she's here. <laughs> yeah, she, <laughs> she might be listening right now. Um, 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what I told her. I was like, well, if you're going to go to university, go for something you really, really love. Cause we'll just teach you how to have an <laughs> online business. Don't worry. And I guess, I mean, that's part of what we're, we're trying to do with the podcast too, is at least share the lessons that, that we've learned, especially Chantel has learned over the last like eight years in, in online entrepreneurialism. Yeah. Which to me connects really strongly to becoming more sovereign Mm-hmm. And I'd love to know, I think everyone has a bit of a definite, different definition for what it means to be sovereign. For me, it means like taking full responsibility for my life, yep. knowing that I am the ultimate authority over myself. Girl, and so my when an, another entity steps in and says, no, we're the authority over your body, over your bank account. That's false mm-hmm. authority. That's what it is to me. And I would love to hear what it is to you, Michelle, as you've like been exploring this concept. I love it. It's really similar. The only the only sort of nuanced uh, distinction would be that it's a deep inner knowing that allows me to know what authority I choose to participate with, what not, what empowered action I choose to take. But it all comes down to like that deep inner knowing within myself that I am safe, uh, that I can trust myself, and that I have every bit of capability to be self-reliant in a world where I wasn't raised to be that way. None of us were for, you know, alive on this planet right now. And uh, I feel really excited for the most part about this time, because I believe my soul signed up for it um, in this exact timeline. And I don't know how it all plays out, but my deep inner knowing will allow me to take one step at an action at a time and everything will be okay. So just getting rid of all the noise, you know, I mean, I've had so many radical shifts in life from unplugging from all of television, just going cold turkey on all that stuff. Um, Even like Netflix and Apple TV and all the things that I used to just like love. Now, it's just like, I am so conscious of what goes into my brain, you know, and how it feels in my nervous system. And so that's a deep inner knowing, long-winded way of saying sovereignty is rad. (laughs) (laughs) When we get conscious enough to remember to embody it. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really like those two together, that deep inner knowing. And then I really liked what you said, Shanti, about responsibility. Like. It's, it's not about like going out and doing things to other people or like what the world owes you. It's about taking a full responsibility for your life and your choices and doing everything you can to, to live by that inner knowing or inner knowing. I think there's a lot of things in the way of inner knowing and there's a lot of things in the way of believing in your own ability to be responsible for your life. And what is that? That was like, we were hypnotized with that bullshit from a starting out in like kindergarten, right? Like, what is that? We're sovereign beings. I think I, I've been thinking about this. Like, what is the opposite? What is the opposite of sovereignty? What is the opposite of responsibility? And you mentioned self-trust, Michelle. Mm-hmm. I think it's learned helplessness Mm -hmm. and that is just infused in our cultural everything. Mm. And deliberately so, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. All by design, right? So learn helplessness to love it. I don't know how to think for myself. I'll just trust what's on TV. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And then especially as we've gotten into the world of like, people don't even read anymore. They just look at a photo or a meme on Instagram, right? And they just, it's like, if, if, if the mind is required to focus for more than like 2.5 seconds, it's like, well, it's too complex. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Right. So, and we're seeing it play out, but the good news is, is that all of the brutality and all of the really hard stuff that is happening, you know, around the globe is part of war. And we are seeing, because of that, a mass awakening. And I just have a lot of hope. I know it's going to probably be a lot worse and harder and um, scarier and moments. But I don't know. I just, I'd like to be here in the physical to watch the future be manifested mm-hmm. by by us 
And I'd love to be present to see like your great grandchildren, Shanti, as an example, and maybe yours too, Don, of just the awe and the wonder and the gratitude for what humanity did in this time for them to prevail, right? Like we will, this, this time will be remembered if it's reported accurately um, for the rest of history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We were born for these times. That was a reason. How amazing. Just wanted to say, I didn't think we were going to be talking about any of this. I thought we'd just talk about podcasting, but this is the beautiful thing about what happens when you just get present with or without mics there. And, and all of this did spawn though, from when I decided to make a radical shift to the focus of my show called fire and soul. It was always around like entrepreneurship and leadership and getting out of our own way. So it didn't shift on like a macro level like that much. It wasn't really noticeable, but the interior was like, everything is different. Like we have to talk about, you know, what it's like to go through the awakening process and journey and, mm-hmm. and it's like to speak your truth and, and the bravery and the unbelievable courage that it is required. And, but that's what's brought us here to this moment. So how cool is that? I love it. I want to speak to too prior I feel like you and I started connecting about a lot of this stuff last year. And we're like, oh my God, thank goodness, a kindred spirit. And I felt like when we were working with you, like, oh gosh, like this was like a year ago that I was um, helping out with those emails and the the sales page. And it was interesting because I didn't know you that well, but I was like, something isn't quite jiving. Um, Like I just felt like something isn't quite jiving. And I think, I think like, there, it came out kind of like in the stress of the launches that you were dealing with. And, um, and then there was just this point where something clicked for you and it was prior to beginning prior to the shift in the podcast. If I remember correctly, you actually took a break with the podcast too, right? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Before, before you went back there, but I just remember like, I don't know, I guess we must've just been having a zoom or something like a chat. And I remember being like, Oh, this is what she's passionate about. It's like when we were working together last year, I was like, yeah, but what do you care about? Not that you didn't but I could just feel like, I mean, you didn't, you didn't project that all over, but I'm a little bit of psychic. Um, and I could just like feel like something wasn't quite connecting and then things did connect. And, um, yeah, I really like, I felt you, I'm reading this like vampire romance novel right now, but they have the ascended, but anyway, I felt you ascend a little bit, not in a vampiric way, but I felt you like lift out of, of, I don't know if you were hiding before or if you were pushing away that inner knowing, but I felt this shift happen. I don't know, maybe June or July or something. And then it's been really enjoyable to watch, watch you navigate. And then also to see the different ways that your offering and your offers have shifted since you've allowed um, allowed for that inner knowing to be what's actually guiding you. So that's been really inspirational. So I, I think I just mostly want to say thank you there and also ask what what were the sensations in the body or what was it that I, I mean, you were talking about your coach and how that wasn't working and maybe that maybe even being pushed to be quiet was a catalyst to speaking out. But, but I'd love to know what gave you the courage to, to be so big hearted, brave and inspiring. I don't know if I had a choice, honestly. I mean, I guess I did. Ultimately I, I chose to answer the call, but like the call came in August and um, it was August 10th. I'll never forget it. And I had, I uh, lived in Santa Monica for 20 years and I had a massive identity around Santa Monica. I loved it. And I, I loved it so much. I had a, an apartment that I remodeled the year before and invested like $50,000. I don't mean to sound fancy. It's not like I have all this money, but I was like, you know what? I'm home a lot. I work a lot. I love where I live. And even when I one day by my house in Montana for the summer. Um, I still want to have like this little apartment here in beautiful Santa Monica. So even after all that, remodeled the kitchen, the bathroom, like bought all, you know, custom, you know, drapes, blah, blah, blah. On August 10th, I left basically overnight and never went back. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't have, you couldn't have offered me $10 million to stay one more moment there because the frequency, the community, all of it, it no longer resonated. And so that was pretty much what happened with everything in my life. My podcast, certain circle of friends. I mean, most stayed intact. I'm really grateful for that. But 
any business launches that are like, I don't know if I really want to be talking about sales anymore. I just don't think that's for me. Now the podcast accelerator, just to kind of piggyback on something that you shared earlier, like, well, what do you care about? I've always loved the podcast accelerator. Mm -hmm. That for me aligns with my purpose. And even as it evolved, it still fits. But so you are spot on, Don. It was June and July where I was um, pretty much out of fucking control, drinking almost a whole bottle of wine every night, had gained 26 pounds over that few months, was paranoid beyond words. I, I was a shell of who I am right now because I had gotten so caught up in so much fear and hysteria um, around the future and around how could I prevail and would they hunt me down and all those horrible worst case scenarios, right? That it's easy for us to go to. And, and yet what I hadn't done was the real work, which is face it, face it and then feel it and then transcend it. There's no other way around it. We can't bypass this stuff. This great awakening, if we're really conscious, it requires us to do the deep inner work. And so what feels like an ascension for me, for sure, I mean, absolutely, I feel like I'm part of like, like the light codes. And, you know, honestly, we all have that ability. It's incredible. And there is an undeniable up upgrade in the frequency around the planet right now. You can feel it if you're tuned in. And so, you know, here we are, but it required a deep rooting and relaxing and being in nature, just a ton, a ton of quiet and silence and spaciousness, which I didn't have in busy, dense Santa Monica. So I came to stay with my mom in beautiful Calabasas area. And it's just like a big mountain in their backyard. And I thought I'd be here a week. Still don't know where I'll ultimately go. Who knows? But I'm not in a rush. It doesn't feel urgent. So I feel rooted in order to ascend or rise. Does that make sense? I don't want to sound like I'm full of myself, but we all have this capability if we are willing to do the work and be present. Yes, that makes sense <laughs> for sure. Thank you. I normally talk about this kind of stuff in your show. <laughs> talk about whatever we like. <laughs> yeah. There's a question that I will admit uh, is Shanti is, but I think it's really interesting, <laughs> Shanti. So hopefully you can speak on it too. But like the difference, difference between connections and conversations. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I recently read this book called Digital Minimalism. Mm -hmm. I was doing my little two week social media detox, mm -hmm. and it was full of really fascinating research into how social media has changed our, our brains and our worlds and like how weird it is that in an age of hyper connectivity, people are lonelier than ever before. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Mm -hmm. And there's this one researcher, her name was Sherry Turkle, I believe. And she, she started looking at these interactions that we're having and why do they feel so empty for the most part? You could be on Instagram all day commenting and DMing people and still at the end of the day feel like you have no real friends. There's no one you could call in an emergency. Like this is problematic, but also confusing. Mm -hmm. And she started to distinguish between a connection mm -hmm. and a conversation in our regular uh, IRL pre-social media interactions. We were always having conversations, you call someone on the phone and have a back and forth dialogue. Mm -hmm. Chat with a friend, same thing. And then social media came into our world and we were suddenly flooded with connections. So comments, someone likes your posts. Someone follows you. Someone subscribes to your email. Someone sends you a message, but it's a written message. Those are all connections. And it isn't until we get into actual verbal dialogue that we enter the territory of conversation. Mm -hmm. So podcast is actually conversation. Mm -hmm. I'm not conversing with the person listening to this but they can hear the intonation in my voice. There's a different sense of knowing who someone is when you hear them conversing. And so similar to, and I know you are like all about the voice messages on Instagram, like 
you can send a voice message and have a back and forth conversation. And that is a totally different experience than just sending a written whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know from your perspective, does that make sense to you? First of all, that that there's this differentiation and I think I know the answer. So (laughs) if so, like how has that amplified conversation aspect affected your business, your relationships, your life from podcasts, from even from the voice message thing? Mm. I have a friend who um, actually now comes to see me on the other side, from the other side of the veil named Frank Clark, who launched a podcast through our program, like you guys called Mr. Orange. And uh, he's one of the most incredible souls I've ever met. And when he passed in August of last year, I made a commitment. And that was right when I was hitting that sort of whatever ascension, I don't know, opening up, changing everything. And I just... I made a commitment that I would not leave it to social media to know what my friends that I really called my friends were up to. I would reach out. I would make a habit of like checking in and I would do it via voice memos or DMs with audio versus liking mindlessly on some stuff they posted. Right. Mm. And I have been very devoted to that. And it's made such a difference in my life. And the reason why I love podcasting so much, but by the way, not every guest brings that. So we can't expect it, um, that they get the medium in the same way. So many people, as you know, very well and true, both of you are just transactional, right? What's in it for me? I'm here to promote something. I'm here, you know, for something that has nothing to do with like the ultimate greater good for all. It's really just about them. Um, I try to stay away from that as much as possible and not have those kind of people on my show, but it does happen, right? You don't know what you're going to get until you're in the moment. And I run my podcast very similarly to this, like not necessarily any sort of pre-prepared canned questions, just kind of flowing in the moment. Um, That's where the magic is. And so not everyone can exist within that sort of wire map. You know what I mean? They want to be told what to do, what to think. And then there's the opposite side to it, which is a positive, but we have to be aware of it, which is like the dopamine hits that we get. Like, I'm sure you both have experienced this. You put out an ad or you put out a post and it gets a lot more engagement than like maybe for the last month. And you're like, dang. And you're like, wow, you kind of notice that you feel better, Mm -hmm. right? About yourself, about your social platform, about all of it. Like, and you'll give yourself extra kudos and you're like, so in these last like six months, I've had to be super mindful on the opposite, which is like, whoa, hold up. Do not have any attachment to the extra engagement, right? Because that's not real. So the best that I, the best that I can answer that is when we're present, honestly, it's semantics. It could be called a conversation or a connection. It doesn't matter. It's like my primary question for this year, I choose a new one every year, and it's how can I be even more present right now? Because when I am, there's nothing to complain about so far. And so I don't know if that answered it. It's kind of my own unique answer. I, I feel like she wrote a great book. It's a, it's a fascinating topic. I could dive into it for hours, but it's also semantics. <laughs> yeah, totally. I love I love, that. Yeah. I love the idea of presence, whether, however, you're going to speak about uh connection. I do think like, if you're just scrolling and liking like, are you being more present if you like it enough to share it? Like, I don't know. Like, where does it become? And and I think there is place for, you know, sharing something that somebody else posted or what have you and having that be a connection point. But I definitely agree that, like, first of all, I believe in truth with a capital T, but I don't believe it's like definable in words. And I believe that it happens in the spaces between human beings, the spaces between moments and the spaces between words. And that's where conversation can be a lot more magical than like a thumbs up, like, or Mm -hmm. even like a, a well thought out comment on an Instagram post, because it's in us being open to the other person's projection and embodiment of truth that we come closer to, to that truth, to that universe, which is love and beauty and and it's all, and all, and all the same. So, yeah. And, you know, you asked a question earlier, Don, about like, how did, or maybe it was you, Shandy, like, how did like your sort of 
profound awakening impact your business. I'll be honest, there were a good two months there where I couldn't show up on social. I didn't know what to say. It's like, what the hell? What am I supposed to say? Everything is meaningless. What am I supposed to say on the podcast? Like launch, like none of it felt right. And then it did, you know, like once I was able to plant the seeds, nurture the seeds, water the seeds, let the sun hit the seeds, like, you know, I had to do that for me first. And then I started to sprout up a little bit, like with my strength and my courage and my bravery. And and then ultimately that, you know, grew into um, a full bloom of sovereignty on not all days, but in moments. And um, just to kind of speak to the ecosystem of how it all really works. And so ultimately it's like trusting ourselves in the creative process and the creative process is just called life. And we want to just be certain that it's all going to work out. Or if I do this and I do that and I do this, I'm going to get X amount of return on, you know. And it's like, it's so transactional mm-hmm. instead of just brick by brick, stack by stack, being present, right. And not rushing, trusting that everything is unfolding exactly as it's supposed to, honestly, even in this crazy time. And it does come back to love Don, thousand percent. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. That is what I would call the fallow space of just and I look outside right now and it's happening in nature and there's a blanket of snow and everything's asleep and under the ground, there's a lot of action happening Mm. and we can trust that spring will come Mm. and the sun will return and new life will, will sprout forth. We trust that innately in nature. Why don't we trust it in ourselves? It's like you're channeling Dr. Zach Bush. (laughs) And which, by the way, Don, you turned me on to him and he's just one of the most incredible souls ever to exist. And um, and I learned so much from him, but it's like this, this sacred bow for nature and that creative process that we are not apart from. Yes. And we forget in this transhumanistic experience that has been created for a lot of good, but it's like, whoa, be aware. And I just, I just feel like that's what's happening to so many humans right now is we're like, we're being asked to wake up on a lot of levels and also to our personal power. You know, podcasting takes an incredible amount of courage too. And uh, because we all have that little bullshit, you know, fear of what will others think? And what if I'm not perfect? And oh my God, I sound like that, right, Dawn? Yeah. I say like that many times. <laughs> I very similar. Uh, I, I would do, um, and I still do it. And I've just come to realize that's what I do. And when someone wants to critique it, which has only happened once, but when they did, and they sent me this whole thing about how I could learn to overcome it. And I was like, Thank you. I'm good. You know what I mean? Because what I've realized is nobody's looking for perfection, but yet everybody's looking for real. And speaking of like, I know Shanti and Don, you both work with so many like highly successful, you know, coaches in the world. Uh, Some of the world's finest that I've actually studied under as well. And it's like, what I am drawn to right now is this more of this. And I think that we're going to see so many more people want this too. We want it raw. We want it real. We want it authentic. And yes, we still have to pay the bills and keep the lights on. And if we get to keep the lights on and, um, and we have, you know, we work and we serve and we contribute and, and, but when we know why we're really doing all that, it changes the nature of the energy. Have you guys experienced that this year? Like we're going to launch for PA right now. And I'm like, why does this feel so peaceful? Hey, <laughs> I'm so glad. So peaceful. I'm like, wow, like this is, we're like in a different realm, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I was special, I guess, before. <laughs> oh, that's huge. That's the power of understanding your deepest intention. Yes, presence. Yeah. Well, well, Michelle, we're going to have to have you back on this podcast for sure. So we can go long, long, long form because, you know, we want to dive into everything you said for a half an hour. Um, Where is the best place for people to find you if they want to? I mean, you've got your podcast that is Fire and Soul, but... Mm -hmm. Just easy. I mean, you can just head on over to my website. It's michelle-sorrow.com. Uh, the hyphen's in there because someone's squatting on my name for 10 years and $100,000. And I'm like, I'm not really that fancy. So, but whatever, I'll keep my hyphen. 
Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, if anyone is interested after we probably just scared the bejesus out of everyone in podcasting, I believe that you guys might even have a link, um, that you could share in some of the, in the show resources. If anyone wants to kind of get to know Jenny and I, and come to a little exclusive podcast power talk. Yeah. Sounds great that we like the podcast accelerator was a dream of a course. Cause we literally just like hung out and drank a little bit of wine or a little bit of tea and kind of like watched. And then you gave us the exact homework to do. And then the day before we were like, Oh shit. Yeah. Do the homework. And then all of a sudden we had a podcast. And now I think this is our ninth episode that we're recording right now. And we have almost 900 downloads. So like, yeah. So there's something we haven't even promoted like the last (laughs) four episodes because because just because you know what you guys are doing here is really special and i really think this this uh, show is going to explode in this year because again this is what people are craving these kinds of conversations and understanding the true nature how it really all works from an organic biological um spiritual perspective Mm -hmm. and um i just love i love both of you you made going through the pa that a lot of people find it, it can be intimidating, but the, the because it's so fast, right? It's like, yeah. that's why you get it done. But you guys just like show up and do it and be on time. I'm like, maybe we need, maybe we need to make it harder. No, just kidding. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but you did it and we're here. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time and uh, getting to be present with one another and to get to have a conversation, Shanti. Mm, thank you so much, Michelle. Mm. Can't wait to connect again. Definitely love you. Love you. Whoa, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is, in this wild and wacky online world, take the unfair advantage quiz at shandyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.